you watching Fine and Dandy. Cheers. Hi, my name's Cameron, and you need to check out the Fine and Dandy podcast. You are now watching Fine and Dandy. Watch the Fine and Dandy podcast. Good shit. Hey, what's up? We're Solway, and you're watching, watching Fine, Fine and Dandy. Dandy. Hey, everyone. It's your boy, Blacasso, and you're tuning in with Fine and Dandy. You are now watching Fine and Dandy! <laughs> the same shit. It worked out. It's cool. Uh, just talk a little bit. Just I want to make sure that we're on. Yo, 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 yo. Yeah, just yo. make sure you're pretty close proximity. Talk, try to like project a, your voice just a little bit. You have a lower voice most gotcha. of the time. I always try to like match it up, but it's always harder with the lower. Do what you're saying. All right, cool, cool. All right, all right, ready? All right, welcome back to another week of the Fine Danny Podcast. Thank you guys for joining us again. As always, it's me, Coach Josh, but this week we have with us Evan Blaylock, a.k.a. Eight Souls, a.k.a. co-founder of the MMC, also known as the Mont Music Collective, which I am also a partner in as well. <laughs> yeah. We'll pretend, let's just pretend there's a soundboard here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and that was pretty good. Thanks, man. <laughs> but yeah, how you feeling today, Evan? Doing good? Uh, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, a lot of good things are going on. Um, yeah, I was just talking to these fellows earlier about how just today uh, I found a prospective producer for our organization. So I'm feeling pretty good. You know, the things that I can't control are going well, and that's when you're doing the best in life. So. I'm a newer member of the MMC, which is crazy. We can get into how that came about later, but I, yeah, they beat my ass and they were like, alcohol in a pool. It was, it was very brutal. Yeah, they almost drowned me. Like, <laughs> if you tell our secrets, fucking, <laughs> you know. But yeah, I'm I'm thankful to have uh, found them and you know, doing a lot of things now. We're getting a lot of things going. I kind of want to know though how like it got started initially because I don't think I really actually know how the Mont started. I know what, like, the Monta take on, like, Sagemont, you know, the area that y'all are from, but... Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give you, like, the full story, since I know this is, like, a long-form type of thing. Um, so, when I got out of, like, basic training in the military and out of tech school, I got to come home for, like, a little bit, like, about a month or so. And, like, that's when I, like, first started mixing. And, like, at the end of that month, a house party at, like, uh, the, like, house where, like, uh, Distraught lives, you know? And that house party went really well. I was, like, mixing everything. And so from there, we kind of carried that energy forward. And then fast forward, like, about a year and a half from that moment. And we did this Halloween party during COVID, you know, because adolescents are such rebels. Yeah, fuck. Everyone really wanted to party. In fact, I think because everyone was so charged up from not partying, it went so well that at the end of the night like we we got together to like all stay at the house because in the morning we knew like we needed to talk and it was like me everett uh chill and uh eric and then like the next day we like basically found the out yard outside in the backyard um we were just like this party was amazing like this was like definitely like something that we need to continue like in a focus format um but at the time we were all broke none of us had real jobs we were like you know either barely 20s or teenagers still so we we didn't really have the capability to do it like 
how we're doing it now. That's how it really got formed. Uh, yeah. Damn. That's some humble beginnings right there. Out of the backyard, though. <laughs> I know the feels. Dude, that's, I mean, basically how I pretty much started throwing events, just throwing up parties. You're like, dude, hey, this is a great, f- it's not just like the throwing the party, because anyone can throw parties, you know what I mean? It's that feeling, though. You kind of get a rush <laughs> from that feeling, especially, you know, being a DJ, too. I'm sure performing and putting it on, like, that's a whole nother level of uh, feeling that you get from that, but I just remember that rush of putting it together. Unfortunately, it was just me, and it would always end up me p- putting it putting it together last minute. Also, <laughs> so me rushing to get everything the day of and trying. And we had some some people prom- promise us certain things and not follow through. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a little no. subtext, just a slight yeah. bit of subtext, and not follow through. And so then you know having to account for that and just stressing out last minute. But then you know seeing it all come to fruition at the. God damn, this yeah. is the shit. Holy shit. I think it's kind of crazy. I've gotten used to the cycle now, but essentially how it goes almost every time is it's like a rush of anxiety. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh man, like you just don't know. Like anything can happen. Like, you know, people don't think about infinity enough, but like I do. And so essentially anything can happen until it actually happens. And, you know, I've gotten used to it now because every single time it goes really well and it's like really good. And so I've, I'm just kind of, I have faith now, as you can say. But, you know, I think especially at the beginning, it's just kind of a lot to deal with. But I could feel like for you, it could be a lot more just cause doing it by yourself. And at least I have like a few people behind, like not behind me, but with me, to, like help me. And like, yeah, for, for all of us to like, there's just certain things that I'm not good at and so forth, so on and so forth. Like, I think at the beginning, like chill kind of carried a lot of the parts that I'm doing now, like the organizational and like just like the promotional marketing like he kind of was the forefront of that i was just like kind of just an artist uh that was like all i was yeah, i think you doing all of that by yourself you you know danny when i think of you i kind of think of like the white ranger like like you know the power ranger that's like <laughs> the sixth or seventh ranger you know and it's like you know you, they're like they're like already a power ranger all on their own they're just doing it by themselves and then like they find the other power rangers and kind of whoop all the asses up but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was, it was funny but i feel that it is, it is tough though that's also though i am glad that i found y'all because it honestly i know there are some people that are just built to do it all by themselves and as much as i have been capable of doing it by myself it's way more work and it's way more stressful to do yeah. all those things by yourself like having to manage all that keep track of everything like uh cra- it's crazy uh so we had done stuff together before, but we came back together funny enough, which it's it's kind of a crazy story. Not that crazy, but crazy <laughs> enough. It was I was throwing Homie Fest, the first one, right? And I was getting everything together and I had already planned it, but I hadn't like put anything out there yet. And then uh Evan hits me up and he's like, Hey, we're throwing an event uh in July. No, it was June, the end of June, June thirtieth yeah, or thirty first or yeah. 30th, yeah. Like we're throwing an event at the end of June. Uh do you wanna like come out, whatever we're doing that? I was like Dude, no fucking way. I'm throwing an event at the end of July. Because <laughs> we took a hiatus, dude. None of us had yeah. thrown anything. Yeah. Since yeah. the... Yeah, since... There was, like, there was the dark ages, you know, of sorts. <laughs> yeah, like, none of us had really done anything, uh, I think, since the pool party, pretty much. But I know... I felt like all of us wanted to, though. There was no way that that yeah. was going to be the last thing that we did, you know? It was kind of crazy, though. I mean, I think it is objectively crazy that... I think if you put it into perspective, like, I think... It was over a year that like nothing had really happened, and then like I hit you up. We're like, I'm doing, I'm also planning something and doing it like exactly a month later. Like, oh, 
Dude, exactly a month later. <laughs> like a month from the date. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. a month later. It was. Oh, well, I think, you know, the answer to that question is, like, exactly what we were just talking about. It comes to, like, that hiatus. Like, in that hiatus, uh, a lot of things had changed, I think, positionally. And one of the main reasons why I felt confident, like, basically, I hit up Eric, Baby J, as he's known in the streets. Uh, I hit him up, and I uh, asked him, like, you know, like, because he, he's always been, like, the person to have not only the energy but the resources to like support like whatever is needs to be done and he's a producer dj he's like in the music loves the music so i knew he's like someone that i could go to and if i have the energy he'll match me um and i was getting out of the military and so that meant that i was gonna have a lot more resources and this Wait, talk a little bit. Say some of that. Sorry, it did. Pi Wait, hold up. No, it was. It's not picking up. The mic. Wait. Okay. Talk again. Talk again. <laughs> it's, there, uh, it's picking up now yeah it's picking up now wait talk again hello 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 good now oh shit so i just cut out or something like yeah 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 for a second there. i'm trying to think uh Plug in. so i believe it probably cut, just start at the beginning of so eric i think it like around where you were talking about eric uh so okay so yeah so the, uh, the question was essentially you taking over the, the role transition yeah yeah, yeah yeah so yeah. chill had the organizational roles Go ahead, I'll let you finish. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so I mean basically that transition happened when I uh didn't have the same situation that I used to have. Um, I was getting out of the military, so I was basically, I knew I was going to get a much better job, be making a lot more uh, relative to what I was making, which wasn't much. Um, and I contacted Eric because I knew out of everyone, I think just in general, when it comes to doing something like this, uh, it just takes a lot of energy. And with the way that the world is today, it, like people just don't have energy to spare. So I knew like out of the people that were helping me do it before, Eric was the most likely person to have energy and resources to help me. So I contacted Eric and we were able to get the energy together to want to throw an event. And then Dandy actually came into play because I remember I was looking for like a venue to throw it. And I contacted Dandy and Dandy was like, ask Sasa. And then Sasa recommended me to the Purple Hippo. And then something interesting that happened was that since we were working with the Purple Hippo, shout out Sasa, shout out Sasa. I know he he's been a real, for some reason he's been rocking yeah. with us too. Yeah, yeah. Sh yeah. Shout out Sasa, shout out Sasa. Yeah, he's been rocking he, with us. Uh, he he basically because he recommended that place to us we got in there for an affordable price and they handled a lot of the logistical things that chill was doing so i kind of had a nice like bridge into what 
would have been the managerial role before because when it came to the first two events that we did like kind of unofficially it was we got a venue and we had to manage alcohol we had to manage everything else we just had a space to do an event and but when it's now now when we're doing events we're working with the team of people who own the venue and these people also have their own promotion agency so they have their own infrastructure and so we just need to collaborate with them and it's a lot easier when it comes to actually a lot of the more so I'm taking over that role and then I'm just someone who talks to people. So when it comes to like marketing and networking, it's just, I just talk to people. Apparently people talk to me. So, <laughs> so I feel that. Though. Yeah. So, so I end up just meeting a lot of people talking and having the right conversations and, and just kind of moving the, the plot along in my own personal way. Um, I think just a little bit more and just in general is like, we're just lucky that a lot of people have different talents and skills that I know. So like, there's just people who went to college and got professionally trained that are doing like a lot of the roles that need to be done. So that also feels. Yeah. I was going to say that is kind of crazy because originally uh, I guess this tied back into the story I was going to say, I was going to tell, but chill originally it was, so I had met chill funny story. Uh, it was a random Thursday night at stereo. You remember when they used to do the, th- I don't even think they do Thursday <laughs> night shows anymore. They don't, they sold yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. Dude, they used to do the free shows on Thursday Every Thursday, dude. Yeah, I think th- I don't even think they do Sunday shows anymore. Uh, dude, they used to do. Th- you could go <laughs> to a show literally Thursday through Sunday. I, some of my Thursday. favorite shows were Thursday shows. Like, yeah, man, it was they were kind of legendary. It's, the vibes were cooking. The vibes, yeah, yeah. Pre-COVID dude, patio. Yeah. Sometimes just every like inside closed off, just patio vibes. Free show on a Thursday. Vibes were cooking for sure. Yeah, patio Sundays. Vibes were cooking. So. It was a Thursday night free show. There's literally like ten people in there, bro. Uh, and I, I see, I see Chill shuffling. And at the time, <laughs> I didn't know how to shuffle, dude. Legend. Yeah. Were you there? Sam, I'm hearing some fucking lore right now. Oh my god. <laughs> That's crazy. So I look. I couldn't even tell you. No, that was a different time. Yeah. No, 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 definitely not. Cause that was Joyride. That show was Joyride. That was a sold out show. That shit was packed. I think I was there at that show. Joyride, yeah, that was packed. It's okay. So this show was a free show. There was like ten people in there. There's like nobody in there. And I see him shuffling, so I go over. I'm like, hey man, fucking, I like like you're fucking good. It's sick. I don't know how to shuffle. He's like, nah, dude, I'll show you whatever. Kind of shows me the basics. And I'm actually not terrible now. I'm not good, but like I. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, you can cook. Yeah, yeah, you, you know, I I can do some of the moves, and you know, that's actually it all started there. Funny enough, but oh, that's super cool. Yeah, so uh, we just clicked instantly. <laughs> like there's nothing else to that. <laughs> basically, <laughs> <laughs> like to that story, <laughs> we just clicked. No, nah, I mean that's how it goes. Like on some universe shit. Really. Yeah, and then I really don't know what led up to. I think I invited him to the first Halloween. No, I don't think he went to the first one. I honestly couldn't even tell you what led up to the event. We're just like, let's throw I, something. I, I don't know if he went, but he probably tracked it. He probably saw that you were doing it. I think that led him to like think, thinking about you collaborating with someone. Yeah, and so we end up talking about it. Like, dude, let's throw something. And then we just kind of coordinated, and that's how the pool party came about, which I think the pool party was a birth for a lot of things. We're going to look back, I think, one day and look at that pool party and be like, holy shit. I, I, I already do. It, 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 yeah. I still think about it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, dude, it was fucking. There's so many people that went. There's people I've met that I didn't even know were there. There's right. some people who were like, dude, I was there. I was like, what? Yeah, no, I, the the vibes in that pool party are like almost like immortal in a sense that like there is people. Exactly. No, no. It, but it's like you had to be there. But it's like for those who were, they fucking won't shut the fuck up about it. I swear to God. So, uh, but me too as well. I, it was, it was, it was like such a great time. And I feel like you know, honestly, a lot of the people that I see today still come to our events. Like there's a there's a handful of people, which is kind of a lot if you think about it. It's been years who have come to like every event, and they like came from that event. It's like, and. When I talk to them, they they always just mention like the vibes. I know that's such a like a, a woke word, but like it's like a real thing. It's like what everyone's talking about when you're like doing something right and it's like intangible. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. and i and, and and it's crazy because it was like it was like the first thing that we like really did did like for real like out of the house collaborated with dandy we had motherfucking salsa opening because it was like back in the day you know it was retro yeah, it was he killed it. I remember, I remember he played like a little peep homemade remix and a Juice World homemade remix, and and I knew from that moment after hearing that that like he was gonna be successful. And I mean, honestly, you know, he's just done exactly like more than I even thought from that. You know, you know what he told like I don't know if you knew this, but when he came on the pod, like I didn't know until he uh, mentioned it when he was on here. But that he said that that was a, his first official time playing in front of like people at like a book. Like someone booking. I, I him. watched that podcast, but I don't even remember. I must have zoned out at that yeah. point. Like he, what? He said he like that was his first booked event. I mean, yeah. It, like, and he played for like the uh, that open decks. First event. He did, he did of, open decks and shit, but, but that was like his first time being requested and like playing. Put on a bill. You know, it, it's it's almost. Is that perfect. not nuts? It's, 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 like, not it's nuts? like it's like you couldn't. If I had to write a plot line, like I almost couldn't write it better than that. So, honestly, like it's just it's almost it's just insane. But yeah, that is a crazy moment to look back on and just think that was that was the birth of it. Because I didn't really the first time I had met y'all was there. Yeah, I yeah. met y'all for the first time at the pool party. I had met Everett before. Also, crazy story. Uh, it was I O. Right. Oh man. And there was like, uh, it was Everett, Jose. You know, I'm pretty sure you know Jose too, probably. It was Everett, Jose, and then this girl named Mackenzie, Mac- Kayla Mackenzie. I'm sorry, I, I don't remember. I haven't seen her much since. And then this girl. Yeah, yes. I haven't met her much since. I've met Jose <laughs> a lot, uh, quite a few times since then, and I've, of course, Everett. Yeah, I've of course. <laughs> seen him a lot. Yeah. You know, I don't, yeah, I don't know. So. Kayla. Potentially. It, it could be neither of those. I might be butchering it. I'm sorry if I am. But uh, it was like them three I remember specifically, and they were in a group, and I met all of them. And then uh, Chill was like, yeah, oh, this is my homie Everett. I was like, oh, shit, we've met. And I have like I had messaged Everett a few times back and forth on Twitter, and I had no idea they were friends at home. Yeah. So I connected with both of them separately at two different events when neither of them were together. Yo, that's 
Oh my god, this is like a, a, a stack of just crazy things. They were just stacking <laughs> and stacking and stacking. It's like I'm. But then I yeah, but then we uh all met at the pool party. I, I, the rest is kind of history. Then now we've got a lot of shows coming up. It's pretty sick though to think about. You and know, you know it makes sense because you know life started in the ocean. Like a pool party being like the start. Where is this? Where was this going? A pool party being the start of the life of the Mott Music Collective. It's just it just makes sense. <laughs> oh, dude. No, okay, let's try to go on the Lord. So before uh, I found you guys. Uh, I had wanted, of course, to throw uh, events, but it's hard to find anyone who's serious, you know, which I'd say is I'm grateful for y'all. And I'd say like, y'all should be pretty grateful that like y'all have like a solid core. Yeah. A solid core to find people who are just like committed to anything in general or people who just so down. I think y'all have the love for the music yeah, and also have that, like that love for throwing events as well. Just that feeling you get whenever you put something together. Yeah. It's hard to find people that like have that, you know. And before yeah. I had met you guys, well, no, I hadn't met y'all. It was the pool party, but like I said, we went on a hiatus for a minute, and I was trying to throw something else. And uh, Chill was kind of just, you know, he wasn't really ready to throw something else, yeah. you know, yeah. at the time being. And I really hadn't connected. Like I met y'all, but we weren't like close or anything at that time, so I didn't really know to like how to reach out. So I was like trying to get a couple people together to throw some stuff, and uh, didn't work out. But uh, they weren't about it. No, but the name was the. Honestly, I'm glad I didn't stick with it. It was OmniWave. <laughs> that what? was that was the name that I stuck with. Oh, like of the organization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like it though. Like OmniWave presents because it was like, but it was gonna be Dot Wave. Oh, wait, like wait, like so, like Omni. a wave file. Yeah. But oh. also like a wave. But wait, wait, how was it? How was it like written on a flyer? So it would have been Omni, like. Like multi so like omni dot wave yeah like multi-directional you know like it's like omni is like all encompassing I actually really like that like actually wave it sounds like <laughs> it's not I, yeah. I'm almost like shit I don't even know if we should be announcing that on the podcast right like keep that <laughs> under rat hole like, separate whoa, whoa whoa that's like the fucking I, that shit's in the fucking idea archive that's locked behind a password that nobody knows you know what I'm saying. <laughs> But I, I like it. I think it's cool. It's unfortunate that the other people couldn't connect with the idea enough to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> yes, man. <laughs> hey, I'll, but I'll, I get you, though. But uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I'll go back to what he said. You know, like the you can't control some things. So, you know, <laughs> control. <laughs> the worst things are the things you can't control. Am I yeah, right? Yeah, typically the worst things are the things that are out of your control. Cause <laughs> yeah. so. how'd you get into music though like what made you start producing what was uh, was it like, was it a show did you like were you into the music before you went to your first festival or was it like a scenario you went to your first festival you know as mo as people doing like holy shit it was a combination of things drugs a girl and 
festival. I Tale think, is all this time, am yeah. I right? <laughs> Tale is all this time. The Let's combination go. of those three things hitting me, like at the same time, I went, I went to like my second festival, 2017, and I rolled for my first time. And which festival? Uh, something Wicked, you know. Oh shit! Tired. Doesn't even exist anymore. It was the last Something Wicked, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, it was I went before to the last one. Freaky Deaky. If yeah. you didn't know, it used to be Something my, Wicked. My role hit me when I was listening to like San Holo, and I'll never forget. It was like light came on, and like I was like not peaking, but I was coming up, and I was like with my uncle and like some of my closest friends, even still to this day. And like we all rolled for the first time that day, and I I'll never forget just like all of us knowing that like we've now crossed the line into like the rest of our lives as far as like this experience goes. Cause like, you know, when you, when you roll for the first time and you're like, well, for the rest of my life, like in a sense over time. Yeah. 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 You're like not only, cause it's like, not only are you doing that, but you're also like at this festival listening to like this fucking music that's making you feel like you've never felt before. And just the fact that like discovering that like that place existed, even though like I didn't know it existed before I like, had like a lot of things that were like going on. I think a lot of artists behind like the things that drive them to becoming like an artist is like a lot of like troubles and like strife. And like, I don't think that I'm different in that. I like gotten arrested and then like, I came from like a good family. So like after that, it was like very difficult for me to like have a presence, like because the expectations that were set for me were like definitely disappointed. I think like my closest family members are like an, like a fucking lawyer, fucking doctor. Like, <laughs> like literally, like it's like kind of funny and ironic, but like that's like the people that were in the family with me, and the other people above them are also successful. So it's like I had a lot of pressure. So I think when I went to that festival, I like broke through the pressure because I knew, I fucking knew in my fucking soul, like despite what all of them have been through, that none of them have been here, and like I know, like this is something that's unique. Like I can take this and run with it, and that's like basically exactly what I did. I fucking learned how to shuffle because like. Just listening to music wasn't enough, so I learned how to fucking, like, dance music in a way that, like, I could have a lot of fun with. And then when that wasn't enough, I, like, once learned how to make music. And, like, that's, like, a whole thing. Like, fucking, I learned how to make music with, like, Chill, as we keep talking about. Like, me and him, I'll never forget. Yeah. Well, I don't want to, like, say anything, just in case he becomes someone in the future. But he was doing some things, and then he came up with this idea. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> he came up with this idea. He had this melody stuck in his head after he did a few things. And he, uh, he asked me, he asked me, he was like, yo, uh, I have this melody stuck in my head. Like, is there any way I could like, do, like, cause I had like messed with FL studio before in the past, but like never to get anywhere. But I, I knew at least as much as like, if you have the notes, I know how to put them in the computer. He had this melody and he had these notes in his head and we, he put these notes in the computer and it was like, whatever, we don't have it anymore. Like a big out of it. But we don't have it anymore. But what what that did was like that started us, and we started putting more and more trash into this fucking computer. And then eventually we had someone come over and like show us how to like take our trash and like make it into not trash. And then from there we actually started making like that guy came probably after a few weeks, and uh, I think I was like nineteen, no job, fucking no money. All I did I would go to his house and like the, the all the shit was on his. computer. I would go to his house. We'd work on some shit. I would, like, stay up all fucking night like a fucking crackhead and just work on shit all night, like, overnight. And then, like, when he, when I when I would get fucking tired at, like, 8 or 9 a.m., like, wake up, I would have, like, put a bunch of random shit in, and then he would, like, carve that into, like, a more musical. He's always been good with. Like, that was kind of our process for a while. 
um and so like that's kind of how i got started we did that for a while and then eventually like i was like i had my own computer house and it was my own shit and you know what's funny is uh that halloween party that y'all did come to the second one i'll never forget i woke up because i like i like raging headache night before I came downstairs and it was like eight or nine in the morning. This man's still DJing, or like he might have woke up and started DJing. I don't know, but I just remember him having a bowl and just sparking up and just still spinning. I was like, <laughs> I was like, did you go to sleep, motherfucker? Like, what is going on? Probably not. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. No, 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 no! Someone caught me shuffling. The video was me passed out on the that said deck, with a blanket and a pillow, just on the deck at like eight in the. <laughs> hey, that's beautiful in a way. Yeah. <laughs> what a perfect night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's real shit. Hey, that's those are vibes, bro. Yeah, you those were are, vibing hard, bro. He vibed until he couldn't vibe anymore, and then he collapsed. Yeah, Pretty people much. don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's how I live, bro. I do camping festivals. I'm not. I do, I do camping, camping festivals. festivals. You know what I'm saying? I'm not worried about as long as there's music and I have a place to sleep. I'm vibing. I don't give a fuck. I'm not. I don't need luxury. It was cold, by the way. That shit was freezing. It was freezing. It it wasn't freezing, but it was really cold outside. I don't know how why I did that or how that worked, but I did it. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, and nah, I don't have anything honestly. But you know, I feel, <laughs> I I feel it though. It's like if it happened to me, I wouldn't have a defense, but I would understand why I did it. But. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy now though. Anytime, cause also that that Airbnb was for for our friends giving. We threw a rager. We it was like twenty of us, and we pitched in for an Airbnb. Uh, it was yeah, Versace Mansion. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was owned previously by a drug dealer at some what point. What year is this? 2018, yeah, 2019. 2019, damn. 2018, 2019, maybe. Oh, okay, back in the day. I think it's 2019. Yeah, it. I think so. We threw a rager, damn. and we everything threw. Everything was so hopeful back then. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Everything kind of went downhill from there, but no one knew about COVID. Imagine, <laughs> yeah. literally ah, everything. Oh, buy the cars and shit. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. But we 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 did our friend. What a time! What a time! What a time! We literally had our friends giving, and then uh like just us. It was like a long ass table too. Luckily they had a table that fit twenty people. <laughs> but we did that, and then it was a long ass table, dude. <laughs> like I was like, who the fuck? Remarkably this? long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only a mansion would have a table this long, cause who the fuck's like has a family of twenty? There's somebody, but like not many people are eating at a dining room table. But obviously it wasn't. It worked out for us. But then we threw a rager the next day in, in, in the party. And now I'm just thinking, man, if I like was where I'm at now, then I would have had DJs at that whole bump. Because they had a pool outside, and then there was a lake back, and then there was a deck up what? top. There was a deck up. What? Is that Does that place still exist? 
But I don't know if it's still rented out. Someone might owe it. Let's well, see. What 20 people did you get to collab with you? That's a lot of people to throw in. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, but then COVID happened, everything went downhill. Uh. But, yeah. So, but, like, there was the deck where I slept on, which would be perfect for, like, speakers and, like, the decks, the controller and shit. It would be perfect where the deck is. And yeah. then, like, the backyard's huge. It sounds like a really good idea, but you gotta talk off. Backyard's huge, and the house was huge. The house was huge. Like, for a house party, that's where you want to have it. I mean, cause it could be, like, a retro event, like a house party event. Like, like um, the, the vision, it's, it's percolating. It's percolating. It's percolating. I like that. It's percolating. I don't know how long it'll take. It might be 30 seconds. It could be 30 days, but... No, it'll hit me, but if someone else has a good one before then, this will be fine. Stanley on. It's kind of far. Yeah. Out of the if way. You're trying to, if you're trying to really do it right, it's better for it to be a little out of the way. Yeah. You need, like, the right pool of people to pitch, like, the right idea. That Project X type vibe. See, you know, that's the type of, that's what I'm trying to sponsor. There was like a hundred rooms, <laughs> not a hundred, but there was like probably like, probably like seven a rooms. A hundred rooms, <laughs> holy <laughs> shit! You were tripping hard, huh? Nah. <laughs> there was like seven rooms. No, dude, there was so many different rooms though in that shit. It's fucking. I had the actually. fucking rave goggles on, looking at the door. It's like. <laughs> it's crazy though. No matter how, I feel like no matter how big our events get, I'll always look. House parties always have the best. I mean, which reminds me of, like, the fucking legendary-ass house party that we went to this year. Because, uh, wait, you didn't go. I know, because I had to go to a fucking, it was uh, my homie's 30th birthday. Oh. So it was like, you know, that's, I feel like a big, big thing. Oh, well, shit, let me, let me click on this tangent. I was going to, let me click on trust, this trust me, while I was waiting for my girlfriend, because she was at work, I was going to dip by for a little bit, but she yeah, got off early. Yeah, because you texted me, you were like. She got off early, so I was like, ah, I guess that's. Something that along the lines of, I'm trying to go, and then I was like, yeah, pull up, it's kind of, the I water's was. warm. Hop in. And you were like, nothing. And then yeah, <laughs> she got off early, and I was like, ah, fuck, I guess. That <laughs> squashes that idea. Because we were supposed to that go That shit there, was so. a rager, bro. Like, I, there was people there, definitely over 100 people in this, like, kind of small house. Like, it, it was, like, very crowded, but in a sense, kind of in a good way, like, in an organic kind of way. And then the crazy thing was it was also, like, a low-key Doby reunion. Like, half the fucking people, not more than that, went to Doby. So it was, like, kind of this... Like in, yeah, I did. It was literally that right there, the entire party with a bunch of random people. <laughs> yeah, so it was like, and it was like class of like 2013, 12 to like 21. Like, so it was like people all over the spectrum of like the new and the old Dolby. It was, it was interesting. And like the DJs, we had, he had three setups in his house. So imagine like, well, imagine if there was a setup right here and then like one in a room over there. And then if you had a garage, one in the garage, it like actually worked way that to have a three setup in a house you know that's not even that big and so it was like actually really fucking cool we packed and it went until 8 a.m and it was like i think they peaked at around 4 30 like it was that type of like vibe that's yeah it peaked at 4 30 in like the main room with like fucking bartender and like some of like the most like you know it was a mix of like old school and like new edm it was really cool it was like cj he played at genesis game he put on a pretty cool set like what's his deal? Um, bank? No, not bankrupt. That's uh, Peyton, huh? Yeah, dude, bank bankrupt is uh, Peyton. DJ is uh, I can know, but I can't remember. 
but same as CJ, play on the Genesis lineup. Um, yeah, he uh, he did a really good set there. Also, next event we got coming up, Solstice. I don't see the names we've been coming up with. I like the cohesive name. We did Genesis, and then we did the... Fuck, it's like not Solstice. Convergence? No, there was Convergence, then there was... Uh, so it was Convergence. Well, we Sol what's, what Eclipse. was right? Eclipse. That's because I was like, it's like Solstice. I was like, it's yeah, not... Yeah, we did... Oh, yeah, we did, we did Genesis, Convergence, Eclipse, Solstice. Yeah. All... Names. But you know, we had the think tank on the names, though. We had we the, think have the think tank. Even Solstice was think tank. It was like we did, though, we came up with Solstice before even Eclipse. Yeah. It just so happened to be like the day of the Solstice, or like the day before. But yeah, actually, our event is on the day of the Solstice. Yeah, which is like pretty <laughs> crazy. It just, we, we, we had the idea already there. We already pre planned to name it that, and it just so happened to line up with it, you know. And, then there's, and that's what I was saying like earlier, which is like the things that are out of control always like, or not always, but like, consistently line up. When it comes to this specific project, like very inspiring. Like, I just need to do my part because, like, a lot of just random shit just works out. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we all play our part pretty well. We all do what we're supposed to do in a weird way, organically, though. For sure. I definitely think so. I think pre Genesis. There was a lot of uncertainty and the anxiety was definitely very prevalent. But I think like with just the way that things have played out and just how much confirmation and how much just I feel like this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's just a positive feedback loop. So now it's like pretty, I wouldn't say easy per se. It's like easy is definitely the wrong word, because when I say like something like easy, I mean, now like the highest level of like. Like your 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 like life resolution is like uncertain. Like this doesn't f this is like easy in the sense that like I feel like I'm on a certain path as long as I do what I need to do, but it's a lot of work that'll still go into it. But it's like the I feel like the hardest thing in life is uncertainty. So I feel like I've gotten enough positive feedback to know as long as I do what I need to do, like we me and the people around me will all be successful. Kind of like the equivalent of. Not saying it's easy in lack of work. Yeah, <laughs> you still got to put in the work and the effort. It's easy that work and effort towards something. Can exactly, okay. exactly. And like there's precisely. a cohesiveness to it, and like an understanding to. It. There's like there's a method to all of it. Precisely. Yeah, which it is. Yeah, it definitely does feel that. Way. It's kind of crazy how it comes. And I feel like you stepping up too. Like it just how everything happened. I feel like almost was was easy, so to speak. Like with Chill stepping down and him kind of. Being like, all right, guys, gotta fucking get shit together. <laughs> Guess we gotta make shit. Shit needs to happen. Shit yeah, needs to happen. Needs There's to a happen. fucking hole. I'm not gonna keep going to stereo live with a frown on my face Dude, and fuck, not do at least a fucking single goddamn thing about it. I, I swear. Um, artists are good. The artists are good, but every time you go to stereo, I swear. you lose a piece of yourself. You're like, God, I, I don't mean, wanna be here. Like, he won't even promote local artists, which is like, as a like, he, which which to me shows that he's not a producer, like Serene, the, the like the owner of Stereo Life, like because he, you know, anyone who's watching this podcast who lives in Houston who goes to Stereo Life who doesn't it's a know podcast. This, no, I'm saying any anyone who's watching this podcast, I'm breaking this news to them that the person that you always see open is actually the owner of Stereo Live and Mike Wazowski. 
um what's his name serene well his dj name is serene he's like a part owner of Sarah Life. he always plays there oh i remember it used to be mike wazowski and i don't know what his real name is but like, there used to be, back in the day there used to be like it was the mike wazowski logo and i think his name was mike wazowski and then uh, it might be the other owner because i know like both i think both of them dj but i don't want to say that on record i know like at least one of them serene is like a dj who's also an owner Damn, that's crazy. But, but it's like, th- yeah, he's not a producer. But 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 the, I, I don't want to like a hundred percent say he's not. But what I will say is that like he has like this platform, right? And like all I can say is that he plays every opportunity that he gets, and what he plays isn't even inspirational. It's like kind of cookie cutter. And I mean, hey, if he's watching this and he hates on me, fucking do better. Like, <laughs> yeah. But, but I I think I think that the thing that I really would like is if he just put on local artists on that platform because it's stereo live. It's like everyone's coming there because of the headliner anyway. Yeah. Just like give some random, just give a variety of sounds and artists a chance because he plays the same sound every time. You play different sounds, that'd be one thing. But it's like, come on, bro. Like, no, it is tough because going back to, we had this conversation too. It, you know, like right now we have Dario and then 9 p.m. And then Ri- you saw Rise change to Warehouse. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Warehouse Live Midtown. And then someone's like, maybe this is going to be like good for the scene. I was like, you think. Where you think a place rise turning into another big corporate business with Sullivan King being the debut artist of the? You think that's gonna be the breakthrough in the Houston nah, scene? Rise, Come on, now. Rise has never real. had good sound though. I, I haven't been to Rise in forever just because the few times that I have been there, the sound is like not good. I just, I just can't. Oh, it's not. The thing is though, I will say okay, not. Yeah, as far as the quality. I will say this, 9 p.m. when it first started as Ava. Well, yeah, big yeah. for the culture. Like, they did a lot of shit. They were constantly putting on shit. Heavy on the locals. Like, I think part of the reason they were so successful, you know? And then they started booking bigger artists, and that also helped. But they were still doing local shit, and now they don't. During their filler time, I feel like they could be doing more local shit. Not to tell anyone how to run their business, of course. I feel like they're doing. No, nah, I'm not going. Uh, that's not what it is. They're they're successful. They're doing fine. Honestly, shouts out nine p.m. because they do also still put on a lot of good shows. Yeah. But I, I think they've like explored other avenues and there's yeah. like low key shit going on. It's just not like in a it, bad way. It would be nice to have more promoters bring. It. I get you know money business. You have to do what's best for the business to yeah. keep the lights but on. But it's kind of good for us though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To have the better underground scene would be nice too. Not just like the locals are important. Also, like locals, the local DJs, the local producers, combination of that. But also some art up and coming artists that are good that we don't see. I'm tired of seeing the same motherfuckers five times a year. You know, it's like you, like oh they're back in Houston, awesome. Can we book someone else, please? <laughs> Is there like another option? Can it not be at stereo? I mean, Holy I mean, shit! That's like the that's like the problem because it's like you know I I think what it comes down to, and maybe this is like kind of arrogance for me to say, but I think a lot of times the people who are making decisions aren't necessarily qualified in like the best way to. I'm not going to say that, like, I have, like, the perfect ear, but I'll say that I think just on average, like, if you work in music, you're probably better at picking artists. But then if you produce music, you're probably even better at, like, picking and sourcing artists. But, like, I think I think a lot of people aren't even anything. And, like, I'm not saying that in a negative way, but, like, when you get that way and you're, like, a corporate hire, what that necess- what that inevitably means is you're just looking at numbers. This artist is going to bring in this amount of people. Like, you know, this is like, you know, you're, you're like so far, if you like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no way to like have the integrity of like really finding interesting artists, culture artists, diversifying your lineup. Like 
all you need to do is like make your numbers look good. So I think it's kind of on people like us to like challenge them. It's like capitalism, kind of like we need to be the people that use our fucking knowledge of being the fucking music all day to like actually find good artists, press the crowd, and like like do it better than them. It's like our 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 job. Otherwise, like it just proves that they're right. Have that. Yeah. What do you uh? What are, like, your visions for the MMC? Like, some goals that you have for the future? Like, uh, given what we've done, given what we have coming up, and future goals. I don't, I don't think we've actually, like, talked about this. Way. Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, I'm, I think, I'm I think one of the reasons why it hasn't been, like, super discussed is because I feel like uh, we kind of gain wisdom as we grow older. And so, you know, it's like... In a sense, it's like I could try to make a decision now about exactly what I think it'll be, but I know like even just tomorrow I'll be better equipped to make that decision. So I think it's like that's kind of what's prohibiting any of us like or like organically coming to like this is what it needs to be because I think functionally right now it's operational and I like what it is. It's like we're throwing events, our events have the vibes as people, and we're performing and having good artists, so on and so forth. So I think that's like a good place for us to be in. I think for me personally, I think my ideas will just like kind of coagulate with everyone else's ideas to like form like one general idea inevitably. But I think for me personally, I'm like kind of excited for like something that like just happened today, which is like talking to this artist named Kosi and give him a shout out. Um, probably playing our events eventually. Um, yeah, I like talked to this artist who like went to our pool party that we were referencing, and he uh. He really enjoyed it, and he is basically someone who, like, got into producing, and he's doing really well, basically been on his grind or whatever. So I think for me personally, it's, like, finding people like that who are producing, who are creating music, and either having them DJ if they know how to DJ or learning to DJ because, you know, just on the record, like, DJing is a lot easier than producing. And also, just intrinsically, producing is something that you go through alone, and DJing is something that you draw from other people. And I think that as a, like, if you go through producing, you get good alone, that just shows something. Because that's what I did. Eric did. That's what I want to see out of a future artist. So I think for me, I want to find artists like that, draw them to the, like, the vision, and then grow a brand that's like irresistible to the public because it's just like so much good music, good content, good engagement. Like, just everything is just way better than what the corporate, like, disconnected like money making capitalistic <laughs> okay no so it, okay so i guess agreed but like i guess with a goal like not necessarily when i was asking i was like what's the goal of mine i guess with that being said is like pre-covid right you remember the vibes yeah do you feel like vibes pre-covid were like above the vibes now in terms of like going to shows and shit like the community vibe kind of hard to say because like i know mine but it's like man there's like so many variables it's like i'm getting older for covid i think the thing about covid is it's so weird because it kind of robbed us of those years experiencing them naturally it's like i don't know like transitioning from what like i guess 23 24 to like 26 27 like i don't know like if this is just what it feels like to go from my early 20s to my later 20s how that feel you know so it's like kind of hard to say if it's like pre-covid i mean it could be i literally don't know but what i will say is like i think the vibes have gotten a lot more sophisticated now but i think they were more abundant back then 
it was a lot more accessible. It was a lot easier. Just like if I'm just speaking without thinking about it too much, like that's how I feel. Maybe that's because. Yeah, yeah, exactly, 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 exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Guys <laughs> feel like that. Yeah. Exactly. And that's exactly. me. That's so me. I hate but, that. But 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 that's the thing. It's like. But it's Maybe like it is us getting older. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, is it COVID or are we just getting older? It's like kind of hard to say. As a whole, I feel like, not saying the underground scene was huge in Houston pre-COVID, but I will say like I was going to shows that were smaller, but they were still had like good turnout. The energy was there. I feel like now it's almost if it's not a bigger show, there's a lot less. Or our show. I mean, I yeah. guess there's less or, people. Or us. But no, the vibes still, are there, you know. Yeah, the vibes <laughs> are there. I will say shout out. Uh, there's one person just. To give credit, uh, Mike Cruz, he just did Among the Hunted Woods. I feel like for a local, doing like a local small fest, just all locals, like there was no big names on there. I saw a bunch of people posting, so that, I mean, shouts out to that. That's like a hard thing to do. Hey, shout out to you, Danny, for tracking that, because I have no idea. What oh, you're do I track about, all the local yeah, shit? Yeah, but that's good. That's I'm like, definitely, I just be, I always analyze shit like that, because I'm like, okay, like, they're doing their thing, like, who's working with who, and how are, how's the shit going in the scene? Hell, yeah. Just so I also have some, like, not something to go off of, but just, like, you can't be involved in your local scene, I feel like, if you're not involved. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah but, no, for real, for real, for yeah, real. He got what I was saying. Fuck you. But uh, also, go, yeah, ears on the ground, the ground exactly. But also, uh, going back to it, what I also meant with, like, goals and stuff, do you think, like, a part of what our organization can become is just, like, that bringing that community back, you know what I mean? Not because I feel like a lot of that, this might just also be being old and talking like this, but just like with social media now, people just going to like get the video. I'd be like, I went to a rave, but like bringing that sociability back, you no, know, for like, sure. I, I, people come to meet friends at our shows or like people come to just hang out, you know, like something for the weekend. You come, it's a place to chill, maybe catch up with some, you know, and just yeah. actually have that like ability. Like you, do you remember early stereo or like? Yeah, no, I remember. You go I, I sometimes. You just go it. to hang out, yeah, right? Yeah, it was a beautiful vibe. I, I think that's like the end goal. I think because like you know, like because I remember early stereo. It's like, in some subconscious sense, I'm trying to recreate. I'm trying to recreate like what was the most perfect version of like the most perfect rave culture that I experienced. And I think that's exactly what it is. It's like in a place where you feel comfortable. Or you feel like everyone that's there has like passed through this filter of like a like this beautiful experience, where like they're they're in this place and like they're a nice go talk to them. I think shout out Lost Lands feels like this fucking it, 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 this is what Lost Lands feels like. It feels like this literally, where like everyone is like someone that you can just randomly go talk to. They'll be nice to you. They'll help you on whatever you need help with. And that's like what I'm trying to not even recreate because even before I went to Lost Lands, that's what I was on confirmed it it's just like i think that's like exactly something that is like essential to like what we need to be doing that's exactly what was lost from everywhere else and not necessarily everywhere else i think 9 p.m is still kind of good but like uh 
they just don't do enough things. Kind of a little slow with their events. Yeah, I'd agree. <laughs> no, I agree. <laughs> it's, it's tough. I'm controversial. <laughs> it's, I feel him, though, because it's like, with the music and the community, it's one of those things where if you want to keep driving it forward, you kind of do got to take some risks. Start doing more local stuff or getting some of those smaller artists. Yeah, it's easy, too, because you're like, this is paying my bills now. Yeah. Yeah. I think... I'm a big proponent of like solving thing, things through like uh you know a comms razor. It's like you know the 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 most likely thing is the most like likely thing. You know it 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 kind of explains itself. And so I think what you just said is like probably exactly what happened, right? Like no, I'm not gonna name drop, but you know whoever owns in whoever owns 9 p.m. got like comfortable, and then he was like, I can do this many shows. You know I know Disco Donnie, and this is like the recursion that I'll get, and this is like what I can do, and then I can do whatever else in the summer like what happened and i think not to call anyone out but if you feel called out that means it's true it's like that just spurs from like a, a, a like a disconnect from like a love for this because like ultimately people just need that place that's like at least like if you're at that level at least once a week where they can go and like hang out and like yeah Yeah. For real, honestly. For real. Exactly. <laughs> I did appreciate the free criticism. <laughs> I get it, though. I think it's like one of those things where he was probably like very involved in the scene. That's what brought him up. And then, you know, he kind of started his own thing and then he stopped going to the shows and really stopped yeah. being involved. He gets older. You get as yeah, you do. Yeah, we're talking about it. Can't be 21 forever. Yeah, you're running a business now. You're like, you're not really involved. You don't really care to be involved because you're like, what does that really get me? But. I think you do, yeah. I think, if I'm being honest, I think there's not a good way to do both. I think that's, like, one of the things that I've kind of realized. And it's kind of crazy because it's, like, I'm not nearly near the level of, like, any of the professional that you hear every day. But even already, I'm struggling with, like, concepts like I'm making the music that I got into music to make, and I need to continue making better music. But, like, I've already accomplished some of what I've wanted to do initially. And I think a lot of these artists go through a much grander scale version of that, where it's like they get really good and then they make like an album or something where they put their whole heart and soul into it. And it's like really good. But then like, as soon as it's over, give it like a month and people are like, Hey, what's next? And it's like, from an artist's perspective, it's like what you just listened to was like the culmination of like 10 years of actual life experience. That's like culminating into music form. And I think you're, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. So it's like you're faced with an option. You're faced with, like, should I take my long-ass time and develop something else that's, like, super core to my soul my spirit, which you have the opportunity to do if your debut album was, like, amazing. Think Porter Robinson Worlds or something. Like, if you, like, really popped off, you can take your time and wait. 
But otherwise, you're forced to, like, I need to make something to make money to survive long enough <laughs> to, like, make the music that I really want to make, like, really, really want to make that's, like, different than, like, what I have out right now. And I think that's, like, it's, like, almost impossible to, like, escape that. I think that's, like, kind of something that's, like, it's not even tragic in a way because, like, the music they're making isn't bad. It's just, like, not different enough. And then when, eno when enough of Exactly. When enough of it accumulates, you have people that look at it and you're like, this person sold out or this person is. And it's like, I guess they did because it's their job. Like, <laughs> their job is to make music. Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like only a select few artists. And, and even some of those still do. Like, Millennium could not make any more music. He still does. Like, he's still selling out. It's like only a few artists, like, really make a lot of music. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I think he could agree. No, he could agree though. Like three albums ago, was probably his. Was it Ashes? Bro, I uh, think. Well, I think Illidium peaked with Awaken Ashes, but that's what Illidium's like a perfect example of what I'm saying. Like Awaken Ashes. Like a little bit just. Illidium's like Illidium's yeah. like a perfect example of what I'm saying. Awaken Ashes is like probably what Illidium got into music really wanted to make, and he fucking that shit. He, it was beautiful. And then people wanted more. They were like, hey, do it again. And he's I'll like, give you a pop album. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's like, um, my soul isn't going to connect to anything as much as it did with that. Unless, unless I'd wait five years or so, three years, and develop something for a very long time. But you motherfuckers are like, give me something now. I mean, you could, <laughs> yeah. You yeah. could be Porter, though. But, but that's what I'm saying. But Porter, Worlds was like, I feel like for Porter, Worlds was so successful that he had the opportunity the tour world long enough to like not he just at, when it comes to music bro he just doesn't release music he like did you know mariah carey has a song that sampled porter he, yeah i did i didn't know that because i'm a porter stan like that's very it's kind of crazy it's a sample of goodbye to a world yeah so, goodbye to isn't that crazy yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, what the fuck Yeah. He, yeah, he could still do it. To this <laughs> yeah, day. he did World's Life for years. He like, could still do it. Yeah. But you, you know, for your for your label, for the tour, like for for the shows, like you, it's like if 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 you if you can't like really 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 pop off off of that first thing that you do, that you pour your soul into, because that first thing is always it's it's inevitably gonna be. The culmination of everything up until then, and and I think that's what a lot of fans don't understand because when you get done with that first thing, it's like a whole new ball game. It's like okay, now you need to start fresh and come up with something that is is not equal but better than your previous thing. And I think you know just referencing Porter again, that's why he ended up doing virtual self. It's because like he, it's like you can't do something better. You need to do something different. If you like the highest, I mean, I'm a Porter stand. Virtual so. self did did one one tape. For, you know he is. I'm not going to get, like, super deep into it. It's, like, pointless, but, like, it's just a good reference point to explain, like, the point of, like, world was something that was so good and so respected even by himself internally that instead of trying to do something better, he was like, I'm going to do something different. And if people appreciate that more, then that's, like, what it can be. You know, but he can tour off of that if he wanted. He doesn't, but he only he does did. virtual self. He did. He, did. he tour virtual self. He did briefly, and that was probably one of my favorite shows ever. That's why I have it on my car. It's like virtual. The virtual self live was like. Have it, you seen Air to Earth? I have seen Air to Earth. I have seen Air to Earth. I've seen. Uh, I've been. Yo, I got I've to, been to Second Sky twice. 
I have it. Yeah, I have it. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I'm a That's fucking true. Air to Earth was there. Yeah, I'm so it was virtual fan. self. Like, I always think Porter is what I tell people I got into music for. But when I listen to my music, if I'm being honest, it, it's more reminiscent of like Kid. Like I think Kid was more of an inspiration for. Who is Kid? Yeah. Yeah, who's Kid? Like, he, he, it took me forever to realize. So his name is K question mark D, and I was like, how the fuck? <laughs> so I was like, I was like, how the fuck do you say this? And he, I feel like he has to go through that a lot, but it's who is, yeah, yeah, it's who is kid. It tastes like, yeah, but you mean black. <laughs> yeah, it's who is kid, but it's like, I did not know. So people are just like, kid, whatever, that's your name, motherfucker. Yeah, I just call him kid, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was like, when I listen to my music now, even the current stuff that I make, it's the most similar to it. I listened to a lot of him while I was getting into music, so it makes sense. Yeah, man, fucking makes a good variety of music. Like he does the hard style, super heavy shit. Yeah, a lot of future bass. Yeah, I got into like the future bass era for. I can't. I'm not at the level yet where I can like recreate for shit like more complex. Because he's just. I mean, he's he's got yeah. years on you, probably. I mean, yeah, he does. He's years and hours. For sure. It's not. It's not even like years. It's like hours, right? Like, cause like. How long? Because he's like he he he's like crossed the threshold of an artist where he's like had to join a label. He's like kind of the other artist. He didn't have like a blow up initial album or anything like that. So like he had to get to a label. Now he's making a lot of music in a sense. Like he's released he's released consistent singles to a degree, um, and made a variety of music probably because his label is like, hey, you, we need this out of you, so to speak. So I think you know I think. I when I was making music, I was listening to him more frequently. But I was connecting to more to the old pre blow up kid, making a lot of SoundCloud, his SoundCloud future based stuff. Yeah, well, they tell you if you ever want to find good music, just go to an artist, your favorite artist. So they yeah. say still to this day. Yeah. And also, SoundCloud just started a new thing to where, like, they pay out their artists pretty decently. Yeah, they pay out, like, the artists pretty So, So, SoundCloud, I mean, it's, the thing is, SoundCloud, if you're looking for, like, new music, or, like, if you're a DJ and you're trying to look for, like, some records to, like, fucking throw on that no one's really listening to, that's still the place. Because, you know, some people aren't putting all their shit. It's, like, way easier. Also... You did a really, really good job of finding a spot to cut for us to go use the restroom. <laughs> so we could have came back and did anything and just no, been just like, say, and, and we're back. All right, but I'll just say, and we're back. <laughs> wait, it'll, it'll be kind of cool because I was like, wait, and then pause, and we're back. And, then, yeah. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> we took a little bit of a bathroom break. All right, we're here again. Again, if you forgot, which I hope you didn't, small pause. Here with our boy Evan. <laughs> I kind of hope that there's like a part of you that forgets to edit this part out, I won't. and there's just like I won't. five minutes of us just not even. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's just listening. They're listening. They're like, uh, hey, "You think they're gonna come back? Well, just done? Well, Did he just?" I think the worst part is they would hear all of our like. Let's tell you something funny real quick because I I think this. So I was in audio, audio engineering, right? Yeah, that was one of the classes you make like songs and shit. So I made one. And then when I submitted the file, I forgot to cut it down, so there was just a bunch of extra space for like an hour. <laughs> that shit happened. And they played it. They played it. And then the, the teacher, the professor, is like, "I think this is the song that was 
like an hour, and I was like, oh, oh did you have like an automation? Very long. No, it was no, just like because there was like in an front in, of the class. But no, it's because the way that the, the professor, no, <laughs> kind of offense. Like the professor, the way that he like did instructions no, and shit. We're here to offend people. He, the way he did like the instructions and shit, like he would have you do like a marker at some point and do all this shit. But then when you submitted it, you have to cut down and actually exclude all that. I was like, what's the point? What, of doing <laughs> all this extra? what software Just, were you using? It was like to learn, but like we we only submitted a certain portion of it. Uh, we were using fucking the worst software. It was a. Uh, Pro Tools, Logic. Pro Tools, oh, Pro yeah. Tools, yeah. Pro yeah, Tools yeah. to produce. Like, who the fuck is using Apparently, Pro Tools to produce? Apparently, audio engineer, a lot of people use Pro Tiers. My, it's the my dad industry always standard. Tells me it's the industry <laughs> standard. It's the industry standard for studios. But it's like. He's probably going to leave. The thing is, though, it's like, nowadays, it's like, who you can use any DAW. Yeah. For mostly, for the most part. You know what I mean? You don't need to use Pro Tools for that shit anymore. I don't know, like, I don't know. You have a say on the Doll Wars, everyone's always like, FLO Studio sucks. Um, Ableton's man. better. Yeah, I mean. Pro- I, I, Logic Pro. I've seen I've seen my idols, I would say, like, Porter and Kid. I've seen them both. Ableton? No, they, they both do FL Studio, actually. Do they really? Yeah, so, I mean, the thing that I would say about the Doll Wars, and then the I met today, Koshian, actually, him, that was actually. We'll be able to work together pretty easily. Thank you. Um, Because, yeah, I think FL Studio or any of the DAWs, it's more so just about what level of efficiency what level of efficiency can you get to before you guess I guess give up on it in a sense. And I think once you get to the level where you can make a whole project in one day, which is definitely possible on FL Studio, like I won't say easily, but like uh, the biggest thing that's holding you back isn't your actual movement in the DAW, it's your brain like coming up with ideas that are like actually this works this works, exactly this you works. know it's like if you came up with all the right ideas which happens when you're like in the flow state which is like a thing you know w- then you can like come up with a song like an entire like framework for a song in like three to four hours maybe maybe five you know and it's like you if you can do that you c- in fl studio then that's like all you need as a producer and so i think it's just kind of about how comfortable do you get in whatever doll i will say i think objectively ableton is a little bit easier to use um, but I think there's a lot of really amazing producers who produce in all sorts. I know when I took, um, lessons from this producer named Anki, I don't know if any of you've ever heard of him. Donkey. Anki. I thought you said donkey. I'm what sorry. Was he, he out of, do you know what state he's out of? Um, he's like out of Europe, but, um, he has like some really good remixes and he, he's like, he is like on like seven lines, I think remix album. And he's like, he's like. He's someone who I actually really liked before I even took lessons from him because I had listened to um, some of his remixes on SoundCloud and they were like amazing. And uh, yeah, he he used um, like uh, man, the name of the software escaped me, but it wasn't even Ableton. It wasn't FL Studio. He used some like backwater software to produce, and it was like you got to load all your synthesizers in there. It was like it was like super foreign. But it, uh, yeah, that's when I realized, like, it doesn't really matter what you use. It's just kind of about your dedication. How comfortable do you get and what you're using to get efficient enough to, like, make something quickly. Once you get to that level, it's kind of hard to leave. Mm. That's what I would say about the dog. I, I'm Team FL Studio. Respect to Ableton, because I know that if I started, it would probably be better to use. But, like, Ableton. And it's prettier. Do you have any finished songs? 
Do you have any songs that you you finished and? Um. Yeah, I have like a lot of songs that I've released, but I wouldn't say that I have any songs that I. I don't think that I'm good enough yet to finish any. But I mean, I think that's just. Isn't that part of it that like, like you gotta at least. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's like uh, I don't know. Well, yeah, don't the thing, the, well, well, this is this is like how it goes, cause like it's like you're working on a song, and you're using the skills that you've accrued up to that time, right? But like as you're working on the song, you actually learn, and then by the time you finish the song, you know, like I make something better than this, cause I learned a lot while I was making this, and then you make the next thing, and it's like the same thing over again, and then like you can try to go back to like improve your old songs, but like you're working on like a fucking broken framework. It's like a lot harder to like improve older songs, which I've done a lot of. Don't get me wrong, but it's like I can't make them perfect, at least with my skills, because I it's like a lot easier for me to make something way better from scratch. Like that old idea came from a different place. Yeah, it, it's 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 like the mixing. It's like the actual kind of math of like the sound. It's like the way that I stage everything, the way that the sounds are introduced, it's like everything fundamentally just needs a lot of work overall. But if I go to a new project, I can set everything up way better. And it's like mm. way cleaner, and it's like a lot more efficient at getting a better product. It's almost like more difficult to fix this than it would be to just create something new exactly, with exactly. the lesson that you exactly. learned from because because you're also kind of working in a, in a, in a, and this might sound weird but uh, you're you're kind of working within a level of like perceived randomness when you're making songs because like you're turning knobs you're doing things and you you gain experience at what these knobs do and what what kind of creative outlets you have but a, a, a lot of times if you ask producers even some of your probably your favorite ones like they'll be like, yeah, I don't even know how I made this. Like, <laughs> like you, like a lot of times, it almost feels like you get possessed in a, in a fucking shit just day. Came to me yeah, and shit. you just turn shit in the right way. And there's just so many different things that you turn in like the perfect way to get to like the perfect type of vibe. And then like you create on that vibe. And then like after it's over, it's like a fucking fever dream. You're like, what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 that can be kind of interesting because you know it's it's because because then it kind of goes to. It's hard to go back and when you're not in that fever dream, work on the fever dreams and make them better. Because it's like you you were on a certain wavelength on a vibe, like turning something here changes something else there that you need to like change there, which changes something else. So it's like it's kind of uh it's kind of hard to finish. But I don't think right now I have any songs that I would say are fixed. Like my newest songs, like sometimes <laughs> mm. But you do have release songs. I have a lot of release. <laughs> on, on I have one release song on Spotify that I did with um good uh homegirl of mine. Yeah, that one's on Spotify and that's like a song that mm. all the vocals, everything was created in house. Um so yeah, I think outside of that Every other thing that I've been working on my production with has been a lot of remixes because I think as a producer, um, what I struggle with personally, I love vocals, but I struggle to find vocalists. Not a lot of people who just overall are just doing music. At my, I won't say at my age, but I'll just say in general, but at my age, it's harder to find them, I think. And because of that, I think it's hard to get that vocalist that's like in the studio with me. I can work on a song with, I can create vocals with, I can create a full music, a full musical production with. So instead, I just like remix a bunch of songs, take vocals because I want to work with vocals, and then I like make the music around them because I want to work on that skill set. Hmm. 
That is work with what you got. <laughs> it is hard though, cause like I was thinking about that. Like when I was in school too, I was like, "Damn, this is a good place." If I did make music, cause I was an audio engineer, just specifically. Um, until I realized I'm gonna need more money in order to do all those <laughs> things that I really <laughs> go to school and you learn that, and then you're like, "Oh shit, dude!" Half of these equalizers and compressors are yeah. All the plugins are they? They're cost money. Yeah, fucking expensive. They're expensive, dude. yeah. Super expensive. Yeah. But then I was like, man. Like, this is a good place to find, like, vocalists and people, like, that are going to school for that. Or, like, yeah. at least, like, choir or do it in their spare time. Yeah, exactly. But the thing is, there's also, even if you were to take that large sample people doing it, the amount of people that would be willing to, like, dedicate their time to a project. Yeah. That's not just them going doing whatever yeah, they're doing. Yeah, like, like the, a separate project. You know? The girl that I worked with was, like, one of my, like, best friends at the time. It's like She was, like, in, like, the group of ravers that we all got into raving together. It's, like that's the type of connection it takes to like create something with someone so it's like kind of hard to find someone randomly unless they're like really unless they really and i mean really stand on business stuff <laughs> i think it's not plugged in so that would be why um, <laughs> nice All right, then, yeah, just keep that on, then. You're good. Fucking crushing it. But, yeah, being with that said, finding a vocalist is, it, it's a really tough thing. Honestly, in music in general, just finding your tough thing. Like, the whole industry of what we're doing, I think it's a constant learning process. I think we haven't even scratched the surface of all the things we're going to have to go through. And even then, I kind of want to touch on it earlier was... uh. I think something that I've realized is everything that we've thrown has always been like something like not necessarily like a big thing, but something that we've had to overcome. You know what I mean? And I don't think that ever at any given point, especially in industry. Like even the last one where it was like we were supposed to start at a certain time. We had to push <laughs> back like two hours. There was a whole other event going on, you know? Yeah. There, It was stressful. I mean, we, we made it happen. And the it power was going in and out. Dude. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, when we say it like that, it kind of sounds bad, but, you know, it worked out. It did work out. Like, it's something you just got to like power through. And luckily, you know, we're still on such a ground floor level. It's not like we're working with people that were spending thousands of dollars on to where if that were to happen, it would be a lot more detriment, you know, the situation at hand. I think. Like, that, that wasn't. But yeah. it did suck for, like, the first two. Or yeah, I mean, but they still did well. I mean, it wasn't like... The people, luckily, I think our the fans, or the the crowd, whatever, was like nice. They were like chill about it, um, and luckily it stopped towards the end because oh yeah, that would have been bad to deal with the whole time. And we, I mean, met that one dude that was fucking crushing it doing. IDM. Oh my god, yeah, that dude, the dude who came up to me and was like, "Hey, so yeah, hey, can I come on?" You know, he humble. He's like, "I humbly ask you if I could like DJ a little bit," and like we had our lineup, so. I didn't want to just let him cut in front of someone else. So I told him, you know, hey, we have our lineup or whatever. So we can't I can't just let you get on. And then lo and behold, you know, the next people that come on, they don't have their shit together. They're, they're like completely unprepared. And, you know, we're in a kind of a panic situation because I, I've already been playing for like a little bit longer than like I kind of wanted to or intended to. And also it's like one of those situations where timelines are getting disrupted. So I need to go solve or help solve the problem. And I also need the music to continue. And so I have no choice 
But to go back to my the same guy <laughs> who just asked and ask him, hey, you have your USB? It gets your time. And, uh, yeah, he was actually extremely skilled. I would say he's one of the most skilled DJs I've ever seen with my own eyes, if not the most skilled DJ. That I've ever, well, like, like when I say the most skilled, and I, when I say with my own eyes, I mean, like, actually really watched. I've seen a lot of DJs, but often they're above me, so I can't see them, you know, and stuff like that. Like, from, like, over his shoulders. Yeah, I'm talking, like, really watched where his hands, like, how he was operating it. And he had a very interesting, unique style. And uh, Just watching, like, his thought process. Exactly, exactly. Like, Like, getting getting synced into his flow and then, like, like watching, like, and being a part of how unpredictable it was and how consistently skillful it was was, like, and how expressive it was. It was, like, he wasn't really wasting... He was like kind of making that mixer his bitch. I'm just gonna say. I don't know how else to say it. It was just like he was doing a lot. He was making it like a toy, and and, and I kind of been feeling that way personally recently as I've been playing with it a lot more. But he he was like kind of on, on to be honest, another level. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, what's crazy? That guy came out of nowhere. Yeah, he, to be he honest, he was just like he was like, "Can I play? I got a <laughs> USB." Like, that's not. This isn't that kind of party, dog. Like, you can't. <laughs> yeah, just, can't just up. jump up here. Like, Danny and yeah, yeah, yeah but actually him on you can. And he crushed. Honestly, we were all just like, "Who the fuck is this guy? Is Does this anybody guy? know this guy?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and supposedly, he, I mean, not to throw his airs out of all his business, but that does guy does like a microdosing. CrossFit apparently, like he does microdosing and cross teaches you CrossFit. Why? Well, hey, that's so interesting. That's a sick ass class. That's <laughs> so. He's like, I also do. If you want, I micro. We we do a mi- a quick microdose and then I teach. Um, <laughs> quick I teach microdose. Does everyone have their magic mushrooms? And I was like, and their fucking yoga mat. <laughs> and then I was like, what? Like that is. That's great. a fire combo, though. Honestly, not yeah, microdosing and fucking CrossFit. Hey, shit, in the future, that's going to be a whole other fucking thing. You yeah, maybe he's like, on. Yeah, I mean, maybe, there's maybe a thing we there. Shouldn't I even think be there's a market there for sure. Maybe, did we just give away his, like, intellectual property? No, I think we just maybe just put him on. We <laughs> might have put him on, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's bit? more likely, right? <laughs> 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 yeah, like, events uh, and shit, they do the, uh, like, they do, like, the workshops. That'll be the one. We'll hire him, and he'll do one of our workshops. I don't know if you want to do CrossFit. As seen on Fine and Dandy. <laughs> Bro, you, 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 you know, honestly, that's like a genius idea. You, you, because, you know, you know, the way that I would define genius, I, I think the most important thing with genius is that it's like, most importantly, it's like different, unique, and it's undone. I think mm-hmm. that's like first. And then, like, and could it work? And if the answer is yes, then it's like, qualifies to be genius until it's tested it's like before like a uh, uh, schrodinger's genius it's like we need to now actually try it and see because like the i can say personally i have a lot of people in my circle who might be interested in something like unironically like unironically like microdosing and doing yoga like they're like the type of bougie psychonaut that might be <laughs> into something mm-hmm. like that <laughs> like, I like nice things and drugs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You can't hate that. You really can't. You can't. Yeah, well, I think we'll wrap it up there. Is there anything you want to tell the people? Anything inspirational? Anything on your mind? It could be anything. Any type of message. Is there something you want to tell the people before we sign off? Um. Well, to anyone who's watching this who's like been out to any of our shows, I just want to say, first and foremost, keep going to our shows. And then, <laughs> yeah, bitch. No, actually, first and foremost, <laughs> thank you for your support. Um, but like, secondly, like, continue to support us, please. Um, to <laughs> everyone else, 
with that uh, yeah yeah to, to 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 everyone else uh thank you for listening um these are like pretty intelligent gentlemen and thank you guys for having me uh it was really cool to get to like kind of say my piece so to speak and uh yeah it was fucking great it was a good time and hope to do this again five years from now i think i think that'll be cool i think that we be can cool. do it again before this no no well may, well, yeah, well maybe i just said it at a different time like, three let's do three let's say three, three. yeah i was thinking three but it's like maybe i don't want to set a time it's like i want to do this again organically when yeah, when yeah, when that's when, a good idea when we are where we're supposed to be you know what I'm that's, saying? i like that you yeah. know what i'm saying and then and then that'll kind of be like the victory lap fine and dandy you know what i'm saying coming back Shit on the haters, you know what I'm saying? Shit on the haters. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like this is the outro track, you know, kinda come back, you know. So yeah. You gotta be on a roll like Cottonelle and just be made for all of this shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on a roll like Cottonelle yeah. made for this Shout shit. Out Drake's oh, 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 and before I forget, if you're if you're listening to this and by chance you fucking make music, hit me up. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Wait, where can they hit you up at? Oh, you can hit me up at I think of what I can I give out. Am I dropping? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) You know, actually, if you're the real deal, this is how you'll hit me up. Hit me up on SoundCloud at Asols. Also, (laughs) yeah, dude, are you about that fucking life or not? What's up? No Twitter, no Instagram. Find me. Find me on SoundCloud. (laughs) Also, follow our uh, Instagram, The Mont Music, at The Mont Music on Insta. We'll have all of our events there. We've got a lot coming up. We have some multi genre events coming up in the future. We're fucking about to start crushing it, you guys. For the vibes, support Country. the underground. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not that. I, why Why would he uh, even uh, say some shit like that? Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> he said multi-genre, dude. I don't know. I was just trying people to keep people will be having uh, the craziest ideas. I thought we were inclusive right. around here, dude. I don't know. We are. We are. We are. We are. We are. We yeah. are just not that. Or we're, not, we're just, we're just, you know, there, there's, there's, a, not that. there's lines to be drawn at all times, you know, and we're trying to create a vibe here. We are, we are, we are. Support the underground. We're trying to build a following. Exactly. Catch a vibe. Come out. You'll have a good time. I promise. Okay, uh, it, it's always a good time. This episode should drop right before our event. Uh, so come out. Ten dollars. The hub. Sixty-four twenty-five long drive. I got that memorized just so you motherfuckers can come out. Uh, yeah, Evan, me, say hi. Uh, while we're out there, we'll both be there. We'll be with the Mont. Drop the date again. Uh, December twenty-second on a Friday. Uh, it'll Friday, December twenty-second. What time to what time? Uh, doors are at nine, and I believe we're going until two a.m. Yeah. Right. There are some afters. I've been promoting shows yeah. for years yeah. now. Yeah. Learn how Door, to promote doors, a show. Doors, doors, doors are <laughs> at nine. We're going till two. And on an off chance that you love country and you're mad that I said that I hate country, come to the show and let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, dude. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys for joining us for another beautiful week of Fine and Dandy. Thank you for coming on, yeah. sir. Thanks for having me. Uh, follow him at Eight Eight Souls. Souls on SoundCloud. Yeah. And then uh, we'll see you guys next week. Fuck yeah. Later. <laughs>